What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of SSPN Post Game. I'm Jude. That's my man, Ethan. I, I still did it wrong. You know, I thought <laughs> when I was like pulling it up from this way, I'm like, this is about to look so cool. And it's I'm pointing towards nothing. That's we'll my man, it. Ethan. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, we'll get it eventually, Jude. Right, right. Uh, you, you hope. Maybe not. No guarantees. <laughs> 115-106 loss tonight for the San Antonio Spurs, Ethan. But me and you were just talking about it a little bit off air. And this is one of the losses, at least from our perspective, that you don't feel like super bad about, especially within the context of everything. And maybe that's a little bit of homerism in me. But, um, you know, tell me your take on the game, Ethan. The floor's yours. I thought we were very competitive throughout the game. I thought we played aggressively. We got back into our up-tempo offense. Defensively, we were swarming the ball. As usual, Sean and Bill were talking about it. It felt like we were playing eight on five sometimes because of Mm -hmm. how many black jerseys were swarming Paul George and Marcus Morris Sr. and Zubats. So I liked what I saw from everybody. Uh, Devin looked great coming off the bench. He was very aggressive looking for his own shot. He really didn't look like a guy that was coming that missed four or five games in a row. He looked like a guy that was in rhythm already, so that's a great sign. Um, I thought Trey Jones played phenomenally. He had 18 points tonight, six assists, facilitating playing great defense as well. His three-point shot looks nice. Overall, great game, I thought, but it came down to what we've been talking about the entire entire season, which is eventually – these veteran teams with all-star players like Paul George and I mean John Wall is not an all-star anymore, but he's an all-star caliber player and everyone on the team is experienced. They're going to start pulling away come fourth quarter time. And that's what happened. We execution kind of died down in that fourth quarter. We lost momentum and the Clippers were able to execute their offensive game plan centered around Paul George's shot making. So when that starts happening to us, uh, a lot of these games I think are going to, you know, end up in the loss column, but that's a skill you can't really just have. I think it takes experience. I think it takes a lot of years of reps and chemistry to get good at closing out games. And that's what my man, Paul George at the Clippers has proven throughout his entire tenure in the NBA. And we will eventually get there, but this is just the gro- part of growing pains with a young team. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Ethan. I think really at the end of that third quarter, you saw the execution, like you mentioned. I think that's a key word when you go back and and, and they go over the tape in this one because Mm -hmm. it was really just a lack of execution in that fourth quarter when earlier in the game when they were executing, you know, they built up to a double-digit lead. Um, And then as soon as the turnovers started happening, that's kind of been another theme for the Spurs this year. you know, beating themselves. And that's the thing that I kind of just want to talk about because I'm sure a lot of people, you know, just watching all these games throughout the season, it's it's still a lingering question on so many people's minds, you know, to tank or not to tank, right? And and watching this, if you look at the box score and you only caught maybe like the end of the game or something, like you may see this one and be like, okay, this is like an example of why we should just, you know, be giving more minutes to Malachi, like even though he started tonight and, you know, kind of just go full into the youth movement and trade the other guys and just go all in on draft odds. But the thing is, you know, one, they had the lead that they did, but also it was the reasons that the Spurs slowed down tonight were not necessarily because of the Clippers, although they did execute late. Um, It was more because of them shooting themselves in the foot. 
I think in the third, in the beginning of the fourth quarter and the end of the third quarter. And, and also when you talk about Keldon Johnson, you know, not having the best shooting night tonight, also, you know, a normal night for him. This, this is probably his worst shooting night of the year so far efficiency wise. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's understandable just because in the context of this team, that's going to happen. But I think it's also understandable, you know, after sitting that game out and bringing Devin back, you know, while that is two really good things for this team, um, they're going to have to, you know, it'll take a game or two for them to get back into rhythm. I think that's another reason why Sohan didn't have the best game tonight either. Um, I just think, you know, they're going to have to get back into those reps because it's not like it's a team that has been together for a really long time. It's not like it's yeah. a veteran group just plug and playing the pieces back. Like they're such a young team that they're going to have to get back in that rhythm that they had kind of established in the earlier year. This is not me saying the Spurs are going to like, you know, guaranteed to have a winning record or anything. But I'm also not convinced by this game that, you know, they're going to be the worst team in the league either. No, and, and I think it also goes back to we're not fully healthy yet. Technically, Isaiah Roby wasn't playing as well as mm-hmm. who, else, who else didn't play? Are we missing one more guy? Well, Blake Wesley is going to be our, our new point guard off the bench too. And Romeo is out. Romeo probably Romeo. gets the minutes over uh, Malachi. And Romeo is in a boot. So that was another thing um, mm-hmm. I noticed as well. I saw one of the comments saying not having a backup point guard really hurts us at, at this point because, like you said, Blake Wesley's hurt. Yeah, my boy Mark goes on. Thank you for being in the comments, buddy. Um, I felt like when Devin was coming in off the bench, he and Jay Rich were able to share that playmaking load together, and it wasn't as noticeable. But when Devin came out, I think it was at the end of the third, and we kind of rolled with Jay Rich from that point on, it, it was evident that, yeah, we really needed another playmaker off the with the second unit because I love Jay Rich to death, but we've talked about it a lot. He's an off-ball shooter. He really moves the, his best without the ball in his hands. He's able to create for himself with off-ball movement. And he's also able to create his own shot, but he he struggles at times, you know, just facilitating and running the offense. He missed a couple easy passes to Jakob and Zach, and I think they had a couple of miscommunications where the ball went out of bounds on a pass. He was trying to go like back door, you know, stuff like that. A lot just, of turnovers from Jay Rich tonight. Between yeah. there were some a couple of miscommunications between him and Jakob as well. And Zach, I think Zach, yeah, Zach had three turnovers. But it was as well. it was it was specifically in those playmaking exchanges, like you mentioned. Yeah, so I think Blake Wesley coming back after five or six weeks will definitely help. Um, or Romeo, I know Romeo is not exactly a playmaker, but he's just another guy out there that can play that guard position and help out. Um, but yeah, I, I, saw, I saw someone else say that Trey has his limitations. That's definitely true, but I think he's been played wonderfully this game. I don't think there were really any negatives from this game at least did you think anything otherwise Jude no not really um I mean he I, I get obviously he Trey Jones he's has a ceiling and, yeah. but I think at the same time though he's definitely like raised his ceiling yeah. at least from my view in in these first couple of games and I thought this was a big game um you know obviously it didn't carry through in the way that you wanted it to in a W but it was big for him to kind of have this offensive night um, especially with Keldon being slowed down a little bit. And he almost hit that three. The ball was bouncing out mm-hmm. late in the game. He got yeah. that steal on Paul George. when, And that could have changed the game. That really could have gave the Spurs a chance to get back into it. And even though it didn't work out, it's like you take that shot and you make that play. And you got to be happy with Trey doing that in the clutch, um, especially on a player like Paul George. Um, and, and him going three for five for three, even though he missed that last one where it bounced just out. That didn't have anything to do with the shot. That's just sometimes mm-hmm. the way the cookie crumbles, as we've mentioned yep. on this show before. But um, I think, 
this is the way to put it. He's hitting threes now. He was definitely in the gym. Um, you know, I, I saw a Noah Magaro George tweet tonight. I forget exactly what the percentages are, but y'all go to his account. And and he basically had Trey Jones's percentage and the amount of threes he made last season in comparison to what he's doing now. And it is definitely night and day. And I like my man Mansley. I don't know his comment. Trey looks like Tony Parker light because one of his other the things that he kind of has in his bag is that floater. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't. Uh, our last game, it wasn't hitting as well, but throughout the season overall, that has been another weapon that he's kind of added to his bag that has been tough for teams to guard sometimes. But I- I'm with my man Edward Fowler here. Ultimately, turnovers killed us, and that's kind of what's killed us in other games this year. But the thing is, like, that's something you've got to be happy about because it's something that you can control. Like These other teams aren't necessarily beating you. Um, I mean, you, you want to give them their credit at the same time, but a lot of this has to do with mistakes made by the Spurs and them suiting themselves in that, shooting themselves in the foot. And rebounding, too. I don't know what the second-chance points were for the Clippers. Tonight it was tough. They out-rebounded us you know, by 10 rebounds defensively. Offensively, it wasn't that big of a difference. It was We actually out-rebounded, out-rebounded them offensively. But you also can't chalk it up to maybe they shot more shots because they actually shot less shots than the Spurs. They were just being more aggressive on the boards. And part of that's probably because they just have more size in general. But I was happy that Zach, I saw somewhere in the in the yes, comments, Zach was talking not about letting it. Marcus Morris bully him. Dude, yes. I hate Marcus Morris, bro. <laughs> he, I mean, he's a solid contributor on every team that he's been on. But the dude just, for no reason, will just randomly hit players and like be, you know, talk trash. And it'd be one thing if he was like mm. a Paul George or a Kawhi. Where it's like, okay, he's just out there cooking, and this is what he does. But no, he, he does. It's all he does. It just hit people. He's like, he's like, uh, he's not okay. Let me let me back up. I was about to say he's he's kind of like my guy, or not our guy, our enemy from the Warriors back in the day. Um, Zuba, the wait, 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 Zaza, Zaza, Pachulia. You know, yeah, you know how Zaza would just yeah he would just come out there and hit people. It's like the same. Well, thing. I know how he would stick his foot on. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Star yeah. players' ankles and ruin franchises. Yeah, that's true. He does that too. Marcus <laughs> hasn't done that yet. Uh, yeah, but I'm just glad that Zach didn't back down and the whole team wasn't really backing down. Jay Rich was talking trash. Devin was confident. He wasn't letting anything get under his skin. It's good to see that from a young team. No, you know, when he was doing that, it, over this season, we've kind of seen Zach kind of progress back to a lot of the things that you liked out of him in yeah. Portland. And this was just another example of that. And when you look at it, I don't know. Well, no, it, honestly, it did look a little intentional. It wasn't like extreme, but it was a little intentional, it was intentional. by Marcus. And you could, you could like let that slide or you could make a statement and be like, hey, don't do that. You know what? And that's what Zach did. And just to have a little bit of that nasty on the Spurs roster. You, you love to see it. Who's Ryan, Jude? I don't, I don't know who Ryan is. I know. They, they need to say, I love Jude and Ethan. Come on, guys. I don't Who's know. Who's Ryan? I don't, I, don't know which, I don't know which Elsick is behind this, but 
Anyways, so, I hope I didn't just dox him. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Also, have that. a crush on Ethan. Thank you, Sean. Okay, appreciate good, it, buddy. Good, good. good. <laughs> that's that's what matters. All right. Um, but getting back to this, just this box score a little bit here. I'll go over it for for y'all. Um, so Keldon, six of seventeen overall, two for eight from three, fourteen points, seven boards, three assists. Uh, Trey Jones tonight, six uh, assists, a steal, that clutch one late. Two boards with 18 points, three for five from three, seven of 15 overall. Devin Vassell in just 25 minutes. That's another thing I feel like would have changed this game if he if he wasn't coming or maybe not changed it completely. Like the result might have been the same, but the score might have been a little bit closer. Um, or maybe, you know, Devin Vassell stays on the hot streak that he was on tonight. 12 for 16 overall, four of five from three with 29 points. Um, he didn't play in the clutch. And, and I think another thing that the Spurs were kind of having to do just because of his minutes um, – and, and kind of the restriction that they had it on and playing Malachi um, early was just that like Devin and Keldon weren't able to play together. And that really opens up the offense so far from what we've seen in the season. And, and you don't want to take away from what Devin did tonight, because, you know, one thing that I've talked about on the show a million times, and I'll mention it again, that step back fade away off one leg on the elbow mm. is just nasty from him. Um, yeah. And he's able to do other things just the way he's able to take people off the dribble. Um, I think Edward was mentioning it earlier. Yeah, he said Devin was bringing the ball up. You just love his mentality. There's so much confidence and aggressiveness when he's, you know, calling for screens and just, like I said, taking people off the dribble on one-on-ones. Um, but yeah, you know, getting to have them two on the court at the same time more, which I think we'll, we'll be able to do kind of when we get Blake Wesley back. Yeah. Um, and it, I think Isaiah Roby will help a little bit too, having him, um, you know, that's really going to help those guys be a little bit more explosive and just open up the offense even more. Another thing I was thinking about Isaiah Roby tonight, and I know that it's just Isaiah Roby, and I don't want to say it would, you know, make the difference between a win or a loss, but like he does a lot more with like the pick and pops and stretching the floor that opens up the offense a lot. Um, you know, obviously KBD can hit a three and, you know, well, so, so Han can hit a three, but not definitely nah, Roby. Yeah. Isaiah Roby <laughs> is, yeah, I like, I'm going to roll with Easton's response. Ignore what I said. Isaiah Roby <laughs> is definitely the most pure shooting four, um, that we have on the roster. And with the way that we're kind of playing all three of them when they're all healthy, I think, you know, missing him too is, is a little bit understated. Because he has some other skills that I keep forgetting about. I'm talking about this now. It's like he'll bring the ball up the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's, you know, it may be only in 10 minutes, like that'll make a difference. So he's a strong, big body and get rebounds. We got out rebounds tonight. We need that. Smooth as Vaseline. I was thinking that. Yes. I went to use there the restroom go. during a timeout and I was like trying to think of nicknames. I was like, Vaseline. we got Vaseline. We got Wall Street. Wall Street for Zach. <laughs> like that I think I, I'm rolling with Devin the Cell. I think that was that yeah. was my favorite. Yeah. Oh, Devin gosh. the Cell. Yeah. Let's see. So looking over, uh, well, at the Clippers, we'll hear. There's some other guys I didn't mention. So Zach had nine points tonight, six boards, which we like to see. Yep. He had two steals and a block as well. Um, so it did have the three turnovers, but I mean, Keldon, Trey, Jay Rich, they all had three as well. Um, or no. Trey only had one turnover. He had three fouls. Um, but then looking at the Clippers. So unfortunately, Paul George was kind of the the other kryptonite for the Spurs tonight on 38 minutes. 12 of 17 shooting, 5 for 7 from 3 with 35, 4, and 2. Um, did have five turnovers, though, so we were able to do some stuff to him defensively. Um, John Wall had a solid game. 6 for 12, 2 for 5 from 3 with 15 points and 6 assists. And Marcus Morris 
didn't have the best shooting night, but still was able to contribute um, seven, five, and eight. And then Zubak, that was another big one for them, 17 and 15 um, with four blocks as well. So yeah, those were the guys that were kind of able to take advantage tonight. But, you know, I, I guess when I look at the negatives from tonight, I would probably say that Jakob had the most disappointing game. But he, he still had three steals up there, you know. I don't know what's going on with Yako the past, like, three games. You it's know, very pro- recent. Yeah, it's like the past two or three games. He's just felt extra timid. I don't know if it's something that we're missing, that the defenses are starting to do to him differently, or if he's just doesn't feel the need to be as aggressive. But I would like him to to be more aggressive, I guess, to make it as simple as possible. Because he's not as – he hasn't seemed as aggressive it's, on rebounding or scoring. and You know what I mean? It's weird because the only thing that I can think of that's happened the last three games is Primo got waived. So it's like maybe that's messing with his head, but I don't really I don't think so. I don't I don't buy that either. But gotta give like, a shout out to my boy Rain. This is yeah. <laughs> so he says Marcus Morris always looking for a fight. And then Trey Jones has almost as many threes as last year. That's kind of what I was talking about with the Noah Magaro George tweet. So we should have um, put Gorgie in just to punch Marcus Morris in, in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just and so we just take a shot him. yeah he's ejected and we're like all right thank you gorgie it's so unfortunate dom barlow and uh and charles basie why don't we put in jordan hall he's not on the team oh yeah jordan hall, go that's hit someone him. who's completely like yeah anyway can you imagine i feel like they used to do that in the nba they don't do it anymore but just like a what? coach is like jude come here i want you to go in and punch that guy in the face <laughs> just like a get ejected uh, yeah <laughs> yeah You're like, okay coach you got it send him a message <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, oh my gosh, that yeah. I'm, I feel like that definitely has happened in the definitely. NBA time too. But any other takeaways from this game, Ethan? Devin was an instant spark, and when he wasn't playing, it was it was pretty clear. Oh gosh, you guys in the comments are wild. And um, when Devin came out, we we lost our momentum. He carried us, um, especially in that the beginning of that third quarter, I believe. So I wish I wish Gorgie, can we please convert him into our goon? Like, honestly, like, I really need, we need a goon. We need somebody that starts fights and that's not going to, like, if he gets ejected, we're not going to miss him. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's it. Let's see. So, do the Spurs, okay, is it Sunday or Saturday? That's what I'm getting wrong. I know they, okay, so it is tomorrow. They play, they play the Nuggets. And this is kind of a part of, like, the stretch that that the Spurs team has had trouble with. The Raptors game, you know, definitely want to give the Raptors credit, but you kind of chalk that up to Devin and Keldon being out because even though it was a loss tonight, we saw the result was much different. Um, But you know that this is, this could be the start of a losing streak for them just because this is going to be tough to do and you're going to have to get that chemistry up again. Um, yeah it, it, it's on and then it's like you got the bucks after that too so I, there there might be a little bit more growing pains but maybe we can you know get a couple out over this next couple stretch when we get back in rhythm fully but it, it's kind of going to be interesting because you that j rich point that you make earlier if the turnovers kind of keep happening with him having to be the main facilitator because when he's had success facilitating this year it's like where he's still been mainly playing like that off ball shooter position that you mentioned and it's like he was able to play off of i think i think primo was still playing at the time um trey jones blake. some other people right blake right he was able to play off of those guys in the tennis game he had where it wasn't like he was having to do it like all the time um, so, but I don't know, maybe they just experiment with Devin bringing up the ball more and that can kind of mitigate that issue. But 
I think that's something that can be the bane. But also, you know, as I'm saying this, I, I think back to turnovers as well. I think that's really going to be the key for the Spurs is just shooting themselves in the foot. But it's a young team yeah, and playing, playing experienced teams that they're about to play. It, it probably is going to happen if, I'm, if we're just being realistic. It'll be a great test for them, though. I'd like to see yeah. some improvement gradually as from game to game because you're right. This is a pretty big stretch of difficult teams to go up against, especially when you're young. So if we can gradually get those turnover numbers down, start executing better in the fourth quarter, I think that's that will be the silver lining for this young team. Yeah, absolutely. I think Kawhi was definitely scared tonight because that's why he sat out. He didn't Probably even come on the trip. He was like, I don't want to go there. I don't want any of I don't I don't want any storylines talking about how Keldon is better than me or mm-hmm. how Sohan will be better than him and Giannis, according to our man right here. And then uh I think another good point from Mark, Keldon's gonna bounce back. I mean, this is just gonna happen over the course of the NBA season. You're gonna have off games. I I know it's still really early in the year, but I think Keldon has shown us that he's definitely, you know, a high volume scorer, at least in the twenties for the most part. For sure. Everybody has off nights and usually your second your partner in crime will have a great night like Devin. Unfortunately, the rest of the team wasn't able to back him up at all in that fourth quarter. I think Devin, kind of an off-topic thing, but Devin yeah. is starting to remind me of a young PG, bro. As I was watching both of them play against each other, like young Paul George with Indiana, similar vibes. Definitely like Keldon is, or not Keldon, Devin. Devin mm-hmm. is Devin in his own way. Like they're different. He's not as big as PG, but like mm-hmm. – and and he does it in his own way. Like, it's not the same moves, but in the way that they're able to take people off the dribble and then, like, kind of have those step-back jumpers. Um, and they're also really bo- both really solid perimeter defenders. I see the parallels, Ethan. I see the parallels that you're talking about. Mid-range, look up a young PG. He used to be super skinny. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, no, that's a good – That's a, see, you're you're hitting the, the memory bank here. I'm going back to 2K, like, 11 here, I'm, and I'm seeing it. But mm. Blake Wesley should be back in, like, six to eight weeks from last week. Yeah. Or I don't – I don't. I think it was last week when he got hurt, right? Um, I think so. Something I don't know. like that. Some, look up the game he got hurt, and it's six to eight weeks from that point. It was basically – it was a grade three MCL sprain, but that basically means a partial tear. Um, so he's going to be out for a little bit, but we're glad it's not an ACL tear. Obviously, both still suck, but – We'd rather have him out six to eight weeks than the whole year. So, mm. Devin might have learned some mid-range moves from Demar. Good point, but I, actually, his his vet when he was a rookie was Rudy. Yeah. So he and Rudy worked a lot together when he was a rookie. So, do you remember who was the spur they brought? Is it was it Corey Alexander? Is that who they brought yeah, back? Corey Alexander. The, uh, just a cool note on that to kind of wrap things up here. So he actually, he coached Devin a little bit because mm-hmm. I think he went to Florida State or he just has admiration for them being in that coaching scene. He said he coached him. He said he coached Trey Jones on Team USA. Like it was the U18 team, I'm pretty sure. And then also he recruited and coached uh, Keldon to Oak Hill. So that yeah. was just kind of a cool little like Spurs note that I had no idea that like, you know, Pop's first draft pick coached like three of the dudes who are on the team now. So pretty and cool note there. The first, I don't know if he's the first, but we'll, we'll say he's the first for the sake of the story. The first 29th pick by the Spurs. Ooh. So we had him, Derek, DeJounte, Keldon. We just have, we, we keep hitting on these 29th picks. And then Tony was 28, but that's okay. <laughs> 
what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. So Ed, he was talking about, I almost wanted Devin to take over. Yeah. I wanted, I really wanted him to take over in the end. Like when I, when they, when I realized they were just going to sit him, like, and it was, up, mm-hmm. I was like, that's tough. Cause he could have made some, he was the guy who was really just making shots tonight and he could have made some that maybe brought us back in the game a little bit earlier, but it is what it is. I, I think, I think what Floyd says here where he just says fun game tonight, it was, I think it was, it was a fun game, even in a, even in a loss, which, Opposite yeah. of Wednesday's loss. <laughs> po- positive vibes. Thank you, Floyd. Positive vibes. Yeah. Am I missing an inside joke here? Who's Ryan? I see. I I I I know a Ryan, but I, I think they're just trolling me right now. <laughs> I was like Ryan. I was like I don't, I don't get the, the joke with it, like why he's missing. Uh, I don't know. My friend Ryan did go to an Austin Spurs game tonight, but like that's that's my friend David went to people, one, but I don't even know if how they would know that. Oh, well, that's because they're friends. Anyways. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that we're realizing this live in front of a bunch of people. But yeah. all right, predictions for the for these next two Nuggets games. I'm gonna go be positive and maybe I'll be proven wrong just like I was before. I'm I'll say that I'll say they split them, just like our man Edward Fowler says. Hopefully we can split them. Sure, I'll say split them. <laughs> if they go 0-2, I'm just gonna like blame us for everything. For yeah, I, I, I they'll they'll probably go 0-2, but the the Spurs fan in me says we're gonna take one. We're gonna take one of them. Isaiah yeah. Roby's coming back, he's gonna drop a 30 piece we're gonna, via Jokic. Right. And and we're gonna have a game where we have like 15 turnovers, we get it down a little bit, and instead of like however many well, I don't even know if we had fifty we, we might have had like less than fifteen tonight. But we're gonna have like Eight turnovers. We're gonna we're gonna tone it down a little bit, and the offense will get going, and we'll steal one. The way Jakob's been playing, um... <laughs> Ryan, just keep it up. <laughs> the way Jakob's been playing lately, Jokic is probably gonna have like forty, ten, and ten, and then like five blocks. Yeah, yeah. Floyd's given us a little bit of truth. Expect two losses from Denver. Bad matchup for us. Yeah, especially with Jamal Murray back. But you know what? De- look, Keldon is gonna bounce back. Devin's gonna keep shooting well and, and they're gonna steal one. That's what's gonna happen. But 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 during that process, Jokic will dominate Jakob. I yeah. agree with you there. For show. For show. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming and hanging out for another SSPN post game. Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up, Ethan? Uh like and subscribe. You guys blew up our last one. We had the most mm-hmm. views ever, and we're I think we're at 850 plus subscribers now. So let's try and hit that 900, then 1,000 subscriber mark, yes. and we'll be very happy. So thank you guys for being supportive. Yes, we truly appreciate y'all. Once again, if y'all enjoyed today's show, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe below. We appreciate y'all. Just hit the button. It should be on the bottom right underneath your video. Um, and then also, don't forget to go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you want to stay up to date with the show, find out whenever we're doing lives, all that good stuff. Usually it's most games, but if there's not or you don't know if there's one for sure, you can go ahead and check out our Twitter feeds, follow us, and we'll keep you up to date. Also, if you want to watch the show on Twitter, you can follow us at SSPN on YT. So we appreciate y'all. Go Spurs go, and we'll catch y'all in the next one.